Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Chilliest morning we've seen so far. We're going to warm you up right off the top here at 6 o'clock with our first look at Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic coming away on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, the fate of a missing girl confirmed. More in one minute. And we begin on the Trump train, fully loaded with some bad news for the Democrats and a salute to our commander-in-chief next on Good Morning Orlando. 601 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Authorities are confirming that a child's body found in Alabama earlier this month are the remains of a missing girl from Jacksonville. T.K. Waters, chief of investigations at the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, broke the news. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement has canceled the Amber Alert. Detectives say remains found near Demopolis, Alabama, belong to five-year-old Taylor Williams. The cause of death not released. The child's mother, Brianna Williams, is accused of child neglect and lying to investigators, but has not been charged in her death. Gordon Bird, News Radio WFLA Orlando. I kind of think we all knew that was coming, but it's still it's still hard to know. Yeah. And to hear the confirmation. Yeah. And meanwhile, two bodies found in New York turned out to be those of a central Florida couple whose child was left on a porch. Nicole Merced Plowd and Miguel Valentin Cologne were recently identified as the couple found dead in a van that caught fire over two months ago. And a search is underway for a third person who was with them on a road trip to Buffalo. Their three-year-old son was found on the porch of a nearby home. The boy is back in central Florida with his grandparents. Another tough one. Yeah. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A UCF fraternity is being punished for what one student calls rigorous hazing. The school recently placed Kappa Sigma on interim suspension after a complaint was filed last week. In that complaint, the frat is accused of forcing pledges to smoke pot and drink entire bottles of alcohol. A hearing is set for next week. State agents say they've shut down a theft ring that was stealing merchandise from big box stores and reselling it online. Rory O'Neill reports from our newsroom. Agents say the suspects wouldn't steal the merchandise. They'd slap a different barcode sticker and buy things like $300 Wi-Fi routers for 8 bucks. That's still stealing, and it was happening all across Florida and the southeast. The only way to stop it was to go after it from a racketeering and completely dismantle the organization is where we're at today. The FDLE's Danny Warren says the ringleader was Usman Ali, and a raid on his Pembroke Pines home turned up a lot of the stolen merchandise. Two other suspects were arrested in Orlando. Two more are on the run. Warren says other suspects could be arrested soon, too. Rory O'Neill, News Radio, WFLA, Orlando. Two storms tracking across the country are packing a nasty mix of rain, snow, and wind ahead of Thanksgiving. 
The first storm is expected to dump a foot of snow from Colorado to Michigan tonight and into the east on Wednesday that will create slick roads, low visibility, and dangerous conditions. In the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens soar to a seventh straight victory with ease. Lamar Jackson pads his MVP resume in a Monday night mauling. Can he turn the corner and get in? Yes! We got a Jackson 5! Call courtesy of ESPN, Jackson finds Willie Sneed for his fifth touchdown pass of the night, connecting with Sneed twice for a score as the Baltimore Ravens romp the Los Angeles Rams 45-6. Jackson making history the first ever quarterback to throw five touchdown passes in their Monday night football debut as the Ravens win their seventh straight game to go to 9-2 and two on the season while the Rams slip down to 6-5. and five. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. That was a Monday night mauling. I spun through it, you know, on high speed after recording it, and it mm-hmm. was incredible. And, um, you know, even when you freeze him, it looks like Lamar Jackson is moving. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> so fast. That guy is on fire. And I, I like the call. You know, he had five touchdown passes, and the call on the fifth one was, we've got a Jackson 5. You bet. WFLA News time is 6.05. A new report finds carbon dioxide in Earth's atmosphere reaching a record high. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Shiver me timbers out, and I think in the weather report they said 52 degrees or something. I had 46 on the car thermometer coming in. What about you, Yaffe? Yeah, it was about 46. I got my sweater on today. Man, it's the coldest morning I think we've had this morning. What was it? Did you check it out coming in this morning on the car? I forgot to look. Oh, you always know that stuff. Yeah, I usually do. But right. uh, currently, uh, AccuWeather is telling us 50 at the attractions, 52 in Orlando. Uh-huh. But wow. I'm sure we've got lower temperatures in parts of Central Florida. How about the Fox? 48 in the uh, Woodlands. Mm-hmm. No kidding, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, it's not bad. I can't believe we just ran a Prestone antifreeze spot, though. Did you hear that before they, before we went on? Wow. <laughs> is that really meant for Florida? Yeah, I mean, it's sure. cold, but I mean, it's not sure. exactly antifreeze and weather. And don't forget right? your snow tires, either. There right. you go. That's right. Get the chains on. Got Here my we go. scraper. All right. Hey, we are ready to go. We have a fully loaded Trump train with all kinds of stuff on board. Double dose of bad news for the Democrats. I will explain. And I'm going to go to the bat for the commander-in-chief, on this Eddie Gallagher controversy, the Navy SEAL, president intervened on his behalf, and some in the military are not happy about it. Maybe some of you who have served or are serving would want to weigh in on the president intervening here. Uh, I support him as commander-in-chief, 407-916-5400 on that or other matters Trump train related. And our and our toll-free is 866-916-5400. You can reach us there absolutely free. And if you want to go the um, texting route, it's 23680, first name in town, welcome, and standard message and data rate supply. And we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 608. Headlines right now, score one for the good guys in a scary story out of South Florida where a man is being charged with trying to get ISIS to attack his former schools. Federal prosecutors say Salman Rashid worked to get members of ISIS to carry out a terrorist attack on his behalf. He allegedly asked that explosives be used against a Miami-Dade college dean and a dean at Broward College. 
Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. All morning for you on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. train coming, it's coming round the bend, rolling over Democrats time and time again, and when they holler how they hate him, screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. Boy, I gotta tell you, the car stretches far as the eye can see from the 50,000-watt front porch on a fully loaded Trump train. Some bad news for the Democrats, a salute and support for the commander-in-chief on the Navy SEAL Gallagher story coming up here in a moment. But off the top last night, the news that has the anti-Trump media salivating um, a judge, a holdover from the Obama regime here, uh, dubbed by Mark Levin last night as a radical leftist, U.S. District Court Judge Katanji, Katanji Brown Jackson has ordered former White House counsel Don McGahn to appear before Congress and testify about what he knows about the inner workings of the uh, of the Trump regime. Of course, you know McGahn uh, was once the, uh, the the White House counsel. Uh, but he was long gone by the time all of this went down with uh, Ukraine uh, earlier this summer. Um, this is going to be appealed here. And the issue is the president has a right to uh, legal counsel, for God's sake, and, uh, and the confidentiality uh, that, 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 uh, that that would suggest. And, um, and, and, and also executive privilege comes into play here. You know, but this is another one of these left-wing judges, and the judge, and so making the order that McGahn get before Congress and testify, said to the president, indirectly, you are a president, not a king. As I say, this will be appealed and hopefully successfully. Now, some bad news for the Democrats. This is interesting. The giant investment bank Goldman Sachs has issued a note subtitled, United We Fall, Divided We Rise. Think about that for a moment, okay? It's not united we rise, divided we fall. It's united we fall, divided we rise. And in what they've done is they have analyzed um, all of the economic factors, and they say the roaring Trump economy will continue right through 2020. And that's what most people vote on, their wallets, their pocketbooks. And this is really bad news for the Democrats if Goldman Sachs is right and they are right on this stuff a lot. They expect the current bull market to continue. That's going to that's gonna get Trump a lot of votes, and there is nothing the Democrats can do about it. The point is, with divided government, the markets do better because you don't have extremists in you know, one party or the other screwing everything up and creating uncertainty. So divided government causes a rise in economic prosperity through those who invest in the economy, through stocks, etc. That's where their title comes to their note, united we fall, divided we rise, Yaffe. Yeah, you know, a lot of people complain about gridlock in Washington. I, I support gridlock. I love gridlock for that reason. 
Just like you said, because that means they're not taking away our rights or our money. So, And confirmed by the big hitters at Goldman Sachs. A couple of polls are out. How much black support is Trump supposed to get? It's a Republican. He's Trump. He's been branded a racist, which is outrageous. I don't know, maybe 2 3%, maybe be fa- happy with 5%. Two polls out, Emerson and Rasmussen, 34%. It's the economy, stupid, and it is helping uh, black Americans and all minorities, as well as all Americans, live a more prosperous life, and they understand it. They may have issues with Trump, but they like what his policies are doing for their standard of living. More bad news for the Democrats. President Trump going to bat for embattled Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. They wanted to put him through a review. They wanted to strip him of his trident and his Navy SEAL status. And the commander-in-chief said to his secretary of defense and to the world, no, we're not doing it. And we are going to retire Eddie Gallagher as a full Navy SEAL. I support this. I know it may not go down well with some of you, but we'll get to that on the back end of the fully loaded Trump train here in just a moment. Don't miss it. What do you think about the president intervening, and some say interfering with the military in their efforts to discipline and downgrade the rank and essentially disgrace Eddie Gallagher, remember, he was acquitted of murdering an ISIS fighter that he'd captured, and then he was convicted of taking a photograph with the corpse. This is ISIS in combat. Give me a break. We can't tie the hands of our military, and that's the point the president was making. Where are you on the president, the commander-in-chief, saving the day for Eddie Gallagher? I am with him. More in a moment, 407-916-5400, and the text line 23680, where standard message and data rates apply. We roll on with an update on Orlando's news, weather and traffic in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. Headlining another dimension to this uh, drama surrounding Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher, former Navy Secretary Richard Spencer says he was fired before he could resign over the controversy involving Gallagher. Mark Esper, the defense secretary, said he fired Spencer for going around Esper to engage in back-channel talks with the White House. Spencer's talks with the White House were an effort, apparently, to allow Gallagher to retire as a SEAL if Trump agreed to stay out of it. Trump did not stay out of it. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. And Defense Secretary Mark Esper was you know, all over having this peer review for Gallagher that could have stripped him of his Navy SEAL Trident and his status as a Navy SEAL and essentially disgraced this war hero for taking a photo of an ISIS fighter he had killed? You've got to be kidding me. These rules of engagement... Given the reality of the enemy we face in radical Islamic terrorism is unacceptable to me. And the president did intervene, and as commander-in-chief, even the defense secretary said, hey, he gets the call, and if he said no review of Gallagher, that's the way it stands. And here is the commander-in-chief on that. 
I wanted to take his pin away, and I said, no, you're not going to take it away. He was a great fighter. He was the uh, one of the ultimate fighters. We're going to protect our war fighters. Somebody has their back, and it's called the president of the U.S., okay? Amen to that, Mr. President, and we are with you. We'll find out what you think in a moment, but Yaffe and Melissa, um, your thoughts? You know, I think this is also a political win for Trump. I have a feeling a lot of the American people really support our military and support what Trump's doing here and understand that it's tough when you're in the field of battle and things can happen and we shouldn't, you know, just be throwing people in jail and taking away their um, their trident, like in this example. Yeah, now the flip side of all of this, Melissa, before I come to you and then get to the texters um, who have interesting things to say, and it's interesting, we're a pretty good measure, I think, of the Trump base here, and we'll see what you have to say if you want to join the conversation 407-916-5400. 407-916-5400. You be quick on the phone. I'll put you on. And the uh, text line 23680. The Gallagher cases raise a lot of questions, uh, particularly within the military, about the appropriate role of a U.S. president in matters of military justice. The president has a constitutional right to do what he did as commander-in-chief. Nobody disputes that. But the military is essentially saying, hey, butt out. We're the experts on this stuff. You know, there's a couple of questions you have to ask and being former military. First of all, do you really want to have a bunch of yes men in uh, yes men in your chain of command? No. Do you really want POTUS to set policy by a rando tweet? I mean, and seriously, do you want POTUS down in the weeds worrying about one guy losing his trident? Shouldn't he be worrying about the other 150,000 foot view, working on global challenges, maybe keeping the homeland safe? One guy. And he's not that great a guy, but I mean, who's not that great a guy? He's had some Gallagher? other, yeah, he had some other questions back in 2010 about shooting an unarmed girl, and there's just been some issues. Not every seal is a commendable guy. There are. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I remain, I remain on the, uh, you know, on the, on the Gallagher train here, as well as the Trump train. And um, what are the textures giving us right now? Got one texter who uh, agrees with Melissa. Actually, says. It is so rare that someone is tried for this type of crime. I'm all for supporting the troops, but when they do wrong, they do wrong. Killing children is not okay. Well, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. He was acquitted of murdering an ISIS fighter. That's true. Okay. And then he gets convicted of misconduct for had taking a photo with the dead corpse of a guy who would have sliced him up and down if he had a chance to do it. I mean, come on. I have to believe, even though our troops around the world might not say anything because they're worried they'll run afoul of their superiors that most of them are saying, my God, thank you very much. I don't want this happening to me in an equivalent situation. Thank you, Mr. President, our commander-in-chief. I have to believe that. Anybody else on the text line of note? A lot of texters agree with Trump, though, including uh, Joe. Joe Larkin says, how can Trump be interfering with the military? He's commander-in-chief. He runs the military, not the other way around. Yeah, the military doesn't see it that way in this case. Mm -hmm. I would echo uh, what Yaffe uh, said earlier, that uh, at least politically, this is a very smart move by the president because Americans support the military, and uh, this is seen as the president supporting the military. Another texture says the president did the right thing. Keep it up. Another agree with Trump. Another they Radical Islam, drag our troops behind a truck and we take a picture of a dead animal. How horrible. Not. 
Well, from this microphone, we've been pushing Governor DeSantis to make good in a campaign promise and push for E-Verify, and he was pushing it yesterday, Alan. He was, bud. The governor coming out in favor of legislation that would require companies to verify the work eligibility of their employees. We get more from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. Most other states are already on board with E-Verify. We're really the only state, Florida, and the entire southeast that doesn't use E-Verify. Governor Ron DeSantis says it complements existing federal law. If you ask just the average person on the street, um, you know, should the business can should the business have to click a button to determine whether the person applying for the job is actually eligible for employment under the law or not, I think they would say, yeah, that's a no-brainer. The governor announced his support in the villages, flanked by top legislators who will debate this measure starting in January. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump is holding a Keep America Great rally tonight in South Florida. The 7 p.m. event at the BB&T Center in Sunrise will come a day after special guests, live music, and a voter registration drive. It'll be Trump's first major campaign rally in Florida since changing his permanent residence from New York to the Sunshine State. I think that's going to find its way into tomorrow's edition of Good Morning Orlando. We will be watching. Yu Jing Zhang, the Chinese woman who trespassed at President Trump's Palm Beach estate, will be shipped back to her home country after spending just a few more days behind bars. Fort Lauderdale federal judge Roy Altman yesterday sentenced Zhang to eight months in jail for lying to Secret Service agents to gain access to Mar-a-Lago while the president and his family were staying there last March. She's only expected to spend the rest of this week behind bars due to time served, but at that time, the judge has ordered Zhang to be deported back to her native China. Prosecutors wanted her to get an 18-month term, citing the items she was carrying, including malware, on a thumb drive and a device used to detect hidden cameras in Zhang's hotel room. Joel Malkin, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. I think she got off easy, but that's just me. Yeah. Publix will do its part to fight hunger. The Lakeland-based company announcing it will donate $2 billion worth of food over the next decade. The food will go toward various agencies that feed those in need. Publix's CEO says as a food retailer, their greatest opportunity to give back is by helping alleviate food insecurity. The Magic were held to just 33 second-half points in a 103-88 loss to the Pistons in Detroit. Terrence Ross led Orlando with 19 points off the bench. The Magic are without injured starters Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon, but head coach Steve Clifford says they can't use being shorthanded as an excuse. I don't care about that. you got, you got to play the right way. You know what I mean? If we play the right way and we lose, that's one thing. It's not what we did. You know, this league, you're going to pay the price. Orlando slipped to 0-7 on the road, 6-10 overall. WFLA News Time is 6.36. You don't have to miss any part of Good Morning Orlando. You can check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio and get caught up. Headlines here and a little welcome news for the president. President Trump claiming victory and the right to keep his tax returns out of the hands of Congress. The U.S. Supreme Court has temporarily blocked a subpoena from the House Oversight Committee. The panel is seeking to get the financial documents from the president's accounting firm. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories. Count on it on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 54. It's a loony 
left file to the Looney Tunes theme we all love. What's the Looney left coming up with now? How about this? Advocating a future in America without any prisons. None. A student group at Brown University in the Ivy League is advocating the abolition of the U.S. prison system, claiming it is inherently racist and unjust. The group is called Railroad. They held a teach-in at Brown entitled Prison Abolition 101, informing fellow students and the public about the dangers of the prison industrial complex and proposing ways to move toward its ultimate destruction. Quote, the end goal is to not have any prisons as any form of incarceration. But from the reading I did, Yaffe, Melissa, um, they didn't come up with any any alternative to right. this. What is it, just to tell the bad guys, listen, we can't have you doing this. Don't do that anymore. All right? <laughs> okay, I won't. No more armed robberies. No more mm-hmm. No more rapes. And please, please don't kill anybody else. I'm going to tell your mommy. You yeah. know? How do you, how do, what is going, what are they thinking I don't, about I don't here? understand. What's amazing is they don't really know the history. One of the reasons why we have the prison system like it is today is because before that we had a system where you would lash them or whip them or even hang them, and that was seen as barbaric at the time. So they brought in incarceration as a kind of a more humane way to go about. Yeah, and um, they, now they want to get rid of that. You know, this is typical though with the radical uh, left, if you will, uh, trying to tear down an institution that they deem corrupt, and they have no plan for a replacement at all. Right. I mean, they're, they're it's just effect, awful. We got to stop it. We got to end it. We got to open up the prison doors and bulldoze all of the prison facilities, and then uh, you know, I don't know what we're going to do, but that'll, mm-hmm. whatever it is, uh, it'll, it'll be better. It will be worse. It's all. It's also the victim mentality. You know, everyone in the prison system, they're actually a victim. No, no, they're a suspect. They committed the crime. Here's another one for you. Speaking of a guy with a victim mentality, Colin Kaepernick, ASPN, reports in the wake of that workout that he moved and then mouthed off to the NFL, said, I'm ready to go here. I'm ready to hear from you. Uh, has gotten no offers to play quarterback from any one of the 32 NFL teams, and some of which, if, if you watched football over the weekend, could desperately use someone else playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Zero offers for Kaepernick. I wonder if he's learning his lesson. Probably not. Yeah, I doubt it. But you predicted that, bud. You said after that whole workout fiasco that there's no way a team would want to pick him up, and it yeah. seems like you were right. We pretty much all jumped on that one to say, no matter what, even if his skills were there, the no one's going to want that circus, and he just wants to be a social justice warrior. I got one more great entry from the loony left file to share with you here in a moment, and it involves a world-renowned entertainer getting ripped by a Republican running for Congress here in the state of Florida, and I'm a big fan of hers now for sure. We'll share it with you. If you want to um, weigh in on the loony left file as you've heard it, um, the Ivy Leaguers advocating an America with no prisons and Colin Kaepernick getting no offers. What do you think? 407-916-5400 on the phone. Text line, first name in town, always welcome, 23680. More from the loony left after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic very quickly for you here in two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. 
Headlines right now on something we've been following for you. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says Democrats are close to supporting the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade deal. The California Democrat yesterday said they are waiting for a final review from the U.S. trade representative. Pelosi says the original USMCA draft was promising, end quote, but also left American workers vulnerable to losing their jobs to Mexico. So we'll see if this gets done. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. PM Orlando, weekdays 5 to 6 p.m. News Radio WFLA Orlando. There's a great story out of the loony left file where left-wing singer Ariana Grande... um, took a picture with Bernie Sanders. She is a huge supporter and was gushing all over the 78-year-old socialist candidate for president, Ariana Grande. Uh, My guy, thank you, Senator Sanders, for coming to my show. Apparently he caught one of her performances. For making my whole night and for all you stand for, enter South Florida Republican congressional candidate Arena Verarino. She's running in uh, District 26, which is uh, all of Monroe County and parts of Miami-Dade. And she slammed Ariana Grande, and she knows whereof she speaks. She is a successful business owner. She came to this country as a refugee when her family escaped communist Cuba after being persecuted by the government. And um, Arena Villarino let Ariana Grande have it tweeting, this ideology you're promoting has caused more problems than you will ever know. And then in an interview with with the Daily Wire, which is a conservative online site I recommend to you if you don't already visit it, what Bernie AOC and the likes of them are proposing to turn this country into has already been tried in many countries around the world and failed. The only thing they've effectively accomplished is to turn these countries into poverty-stricken, misery-ridden, repressive states. And she continued, my parents came to the United States from Cuba to escape communism. If we don't fight to preserve our freedoms here, there is no place left in the world for my daughter to go. We must preserve the American dream. Republican congressional candidate, South Florida, Arena Villarino. And I admire her so much for going after Ariana Grande uh, and her love for Bernie Sanders and setting this young spoiled star straight about the reality of socialism and communism. You know, so often we just say, well, that's the loony left. Let them go do their thing. This kind of thing is spreading among young people in America who are attracted to these ideologies, and they don't understand. And she was not going to let that stand based on her life experience, and she has come out firing Arena Villarino. I hope we hear more from her. Yeah, me too. She's awesome. I mean, I'd vote for her for president. Yeah. <laughs> I love what she said. Now, Ariana Grande, she had Bernie Sanders there. She loves all this socialism. Do you think that she lets everyone come to her concert at the same price, maybe the same low price? Or do you think the evil rich get, like, front row seats at her concerts? Ah. You know, it doesn't really seem fair that you have to be one of those evil rich people to have a good seat at one of her concerts. What, it was a great time. I, for yeah. one night, I was part of the 1%, <laughs> and it was fun. I got a good seat I at mean, the Grande concert, it's, it's, and it was great. Look, 
Birdie, uh, name three Ariana Grande songs. Doesn't even matter. You know, her history. I don't know. I'm 78. I can't remember my history middle name. Her history is showing, though. I mean, she used to be an exotic dancer. So seeing her hug on some old guy meant nothing to me. It was like, oh, great. She's just trying to get money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but she was. they were kind of <laughs> cuddling up there. You know? yeah, it was creepy. She just loves him. She, it's, it's hero worship mm. for her, mm. you know? Now, and, now, Bernie, are you 78, or is that just the speed most of your records play? Uh, that's very good there, Spectre. Very nice. Uh, you know. Zing! <laughs> yeah, most of them are. They make them other other speeds. I keep hearing about 45, 33, and then people are starting to talk about tapes and digital. I have no <laughs> idea. He still no likes the gramophone, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was very good. I like the big horn on the thing, the brass horn. That's good. We still <laughs> yeah. have one at our place in Vermont. You know, it's great. Anyway, that's the loony left file. Are we having a good time yet? <laughs> it's always good to check. I think right? Uncle Bud is. <laughs> now, here is the question of the next hour, and we're going to get right out there, and we're going to be open about this, okay? Just don't say anything that's going to, you know, cost us a license. But let's talk about it with Pete Buttigieg, number one in Iowa for the Democrats among the candidates running for president, and right around the top in New Hampshire, the first primary state. The question is, is America ready for an openly gay president of the United States? You may speculate we've already had gay presidents but if we have, they were absolutely locked in the closet in that regard. Mayor Pete is openly gay. Could he be elected? Yes or no? And if not, I'm not saying whether you'd vote for him or not, but could he get elected president? And tell us why you think yes or no, and what would be the obstacles he would face to getting elected and then serving as president? Give that some thought while Alan brings us the news, which is coming up here in just a moment. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio Station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us on the Tuesday edition of the show. Off the top of hour number two as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour, a sad ending to the search for a missing girl. More in one minute. And is America ready for a gay president? We're talking about it with you next on Good Morning Orlando. 704 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Investigators in Jacksonville have confirmed that a five year old girl who was the subject of an Amber Alert earlier this month is dead. T.K. Waters is chief of investigations for the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. We can confirm. That the remains are that of missing girl Taylor Rose Williams. The remains were discovered near Demopolis, Alabama. Detectives have not released a cause of death, nor have they upgraded charges against Taylor's mother, Brianna Williams, who's in jail and not cooperating with authorities. The deaths of a Central Florida couple in New York State are confirmed. Two bodies have now been identified as Nicole Merced Plowd and Miguel Valentin Colon, who were found dead in a van that caught fire over two months ago. Authorities are searching for a third person who was with them on a road trip to Buffalo. 
Their three-year-old son, found on the porch of a nearby home, is back in central Florida with his grandparents. The news is brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A South Florida man is being charged with trying to get ISIS to attack his former schools. Federal prosecutors say Salman Rashid worked to get members of ISIS to carry out a terrorist attack on his behalf. He allegedly asked that explosives be used against a Miami-Dade College dean and a dean at Broward College. Three people are under arrest, but two more suspects are on the run after FDLE agents broke up a theft ring that was scamming big box retailers out of thousands of dollars. The FDLE's Lee Massey says the suspects would use barcode stickers to trick scanners into charging them for cheaper products. This is a, was a criminal enterprise that, though it seemed extremely simple and basic, was obviously very effective. The ringleader, identified as 33-year-old Usman Ali of Pembroke Pines, would allegedly sell the stolen merchandise on eBay. Two of Ali's alleged accomplices were arrested in Orlando. The search for two others continues. Florida has millions of transplants who bring their fast food preferences with them. More than 9,000 of them joined a Facebook page called Bring White Castle to Florida, referring to the Midwestern chain that invented the small square burger known as a slider. It worked. Company Vice President Jamie Richardson says it'll be the biggest White Castle in existence. We're coming to Florida, we're coming to Orlando, and we're coming to O-Town West right here on this very spot. Actually, it's a return trip. White Castle was in Florida but closed its last location in the Sunshine State more than 50 years ago. Lamar Jackson passed for five touchdowns as the Ravens crushed the Rams 45-6 on Monday Night Football in Los Angeles. Jackson threw for 169 yards and added 95 yards on the ground as Baltimore won its seventh in a row to improve to 9-2. Ravens running back Mark Ingram says Lamar Jackson is the top MVP candidate. LJ, MVP, if you got a problem, come see me. Just run that back from last week. Ingram had a good night, too, rushing for 111 yards and a score. Jared Goff tossed two interceptions for L.A., which slipped to 6-5 and five on the season. It's unbelievable they were in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. And they're just collapsing, and last night was a disaster. Well, you know, they weren't supposed to be in the Super Bowl. They had that uh, call against the Saints that allowed them to go to the title game. Why did I not know or think that would not come up? I think, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Karma, you know? It's still grinding your gears. Oh, yeah. WFLA News Time is 7.08. A woman kept her husband's body in a freezer over fears doctors wanted his brain. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at WFLA Orlando. The second hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. Good morning, Orlando. Great to have you with us. Butt-heading around Inspector Michael Yaffe and Melissa Fox with you until 9 o'clock. Pete Buttigieg is um, making waves in the Democrat field in the race for the nomination, ultimately to run against Donald Trump and try to take the presidency from from the incumbent. I mean, Pete Buttigieg is number one in Iowa, the first caucus state, and he, he shot to the top here. Democrats are flailing around, you know, looking for somebody they actually think could beat Trump. I mean, uh, he's very strong in New Hampshire, the first primary state. But he would be the first openly gay president of the United States in the long history of this republic. I have some polling 
on whether people think that Americans are ready for a gay president. But let's have that conversation right here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Do you think he could get the nomination, Pete Buttigieg? Do you think he could actually get elected president? And why do you think the way you do? If there are obstacles to him successfully securing the nomination and winning the presidency, what are they? And what obstacles might he face were he president as an openly gay chief executive of the most powerful country on earth? I've given this some thought. I'll give you my take on it along the way. We'll all weigh in, but we want to hear from you. Not whether you'd vote for Buttigieg or not. You tell me. Is America ready for an openly gay president? 407-916-5400, text line 23680, standard message and data rate supply. We'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in just two minutes. It's 710 on Good Morning Orlando. Headlines right now. Listeners off air have been asking us about the big welcome home Trump rally down in Sunrise, Florida this evening at 7 o'clock. That is a little bit north of Fort Lauderdale. They are expecting massive crowds. They have a 20,000-seat arena there, the BB&T Center. Some of the highways are going to be closed down at points, we are told. And the Democrats are holding a rally to defeat Trump outside the arena to start at about 4.15 this afternoon. Updates at least every 10 minutes on the top stories all morning for you, and good morning, Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeart Radio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. We've never had an openly gay president of the United States. Pete Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, polling well right now for the Democrats, um, would be the first. And um, he has a partner who would become the first lady, except the lady would be a man. Here's some polling from Politico Morning Consult poll. It says that half of, half of the Americans who were polled, registered voters polled, 50% of respondents said they were either definitely or probably ready to have a commander-in-chief who was openly gay, compared to 37% who said they were either definitely or probably not ready. But voters were more pessimistic when asked what they thought of about the country's readiness for an openly gay president. 40% saying they thought the country was ready. 45% saying the country's not ready. Interesting gap that widens here when asked whether they thought their neighbors were ready for a gay president. About a quarter of the respondents answered, yeah, while 46% said, no, their neighbors were either definitely or probably not ready for a gay president. Isn't that interesting? Pluralities of both Democrats, Republicans, as well as independents all said they did not believe their neighbors were ready for a gay president. Well, neighbor, what about it? A couple of more stats here. Buttigieg's sexuality may be an issue, certainly for some voters. Notably, 58% of Republicans say they are not ready for a gay or lesbian president. 32% of independents say that. 22% of Democrats say they are not ready for a gay or lesbian president. Um, here's my take on this. The biggest obstacles for Mayor Pete or anybody else who is openly gay to get elected president of the United States. I mean, the poll numbers, yes. But what's behind them? Remember, homosexuality is considered a sin by millions of Christians based on biblical teachings. 
That is a huge number of votes Pete Buttigieg is never going to get. Even the Christian never-Trumpers won't vote for him. They will stay home, which is effectively a vote for Trump. The gay lifestyle sexually is a problem for millions of Americans. It's none of anyone's business, of course, but it's just a turnoff for a lot of people. And a lot of people have trouble envisioning a first lady who's a man. Big obstacle to serving as president while openly gay? Hey, how do they deal with countries where homosexuality is illegal? I looked it up. There's 71 of them out of about 200 countries worldwide including Saudi Arabia, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Egypt, which we have to deal with in one way or another. How would that work? Pete said they'll just have to get used to it. They will not get used to it in those countries. So what about it? Is America ready for a gay president of the United States? 407-916-5400. Text line 23680, first name in town, welcome but not required. Weigh in on this right now. You might not want to vote for Pete Buttigieg. Maybe you do want to vote for Mayor Pete. But does this guy have a shot, A, at the nomination on the Democrat side, and B, on defeating Trump and becoming the 46th president of the United States? I'm sorry, I don't see it for the reasons cited. But what do you think? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Quick check now of Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes. Then we're back at it here on the 50,000-watt front porch. Check of headlines for you right now. The Trump administration says it will appeal a ruling that a former White House counsel has to obey a House subpoena to testify. A federal judge has said that Don McGahn has to comply with a subpoena to testify in the House Judiciary Committee's probe of President Trump's actions during the Russian election interference investigation. The White House says the ruling's a violation of longstanding legal precedent. Updates at least every 10 minutes for you and our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. iHeartRadio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. Another uh, obstacle for Pete Buttigieg, who's openly gay, getting the nomination for the Democrats or ever becoming president of the United States. Uh, He is polling zero among black Americans here, and part of that is a lot of black Americans are church-going strong Christians who would adhere to the biblical teachings about the sin that is homosexuality. And I don't think he ever overcomes that. Bud, you stole my thunder. That's exactly what I was thinking. The biggest problem he has, really, is the Democrat Party is very dependent on minority votes. And there are a lot of minority voters in this country that are also very religious. That would be true of Hispanics. Yeah, exactly. Hispanics and blacks. And I think that's a problem for Pete Buttigieg. I think the other big issue is the Electoral College. Um, The way the Electoral College is, there's big parts of this country that are Christian. So Pete Buttigieg might be able to get the popular vote because he could get the big cities. But when it comes to the Electoral College, it's going to be tougher for him, I think. You know, the red flyover country on the map you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Melissa? You know, you made comments about the polls and how people said how they thought their neighbors would be, uh, you know, 
<laughs> well, people like to think of themselves as more tolerant than the people around yeah. them. Generally, that's a human thing. People you know? are quick to hide their own internalized homophobia and misogyny, for that matter, uh, behind what they claim other people will think. And it makes me wonder, why do these people think so little of their neighbors to claim that the majority feel that way? People who won't vote for Pete because he's gay are the same pub- people who are not going to vote for any Democrat. And uh, they can't really let that decide their candidate. But what's your bottom line here? Is this guy able to get the nomination or able to become president, one or both? I would love for you to pose the question to me again, is America ready for a gay president? And I would like to well, say, just, well, is well, America... Well, that is the question. What do you, mm-hmm. what do you, I, just, I said that a couple of times. I know. I'm just saying as that way. Is, is America ready for a heterosexual president or a Catholic or a Jew or an actor or a black or a woman or a man? Well, we've proven or, that with heterosexuals. They've all been that, at least as far as we know. Yeah, but none of those we are We got skills. a black president. We almost had a female president, God forbid, right. in terms of Hillary. But, mm-hmm. you know, no problem with that if they sure. get the right person with a qualification. Ah, None of those things, black actors, uh, heterosexual, Catholic yeah. Jew, are skills or talents or executive experience or character or brains. I am so sick of this question. It's lazy. Either the man is qualified or he's not. His sex choice is not our business. It's not going to change the world for gays any more than Obama did for blacks. So I ask you. No. Is America ready for a gay president? No. All right. That's what we needed to know. What about it, Alan? I I agree. And for the reasons that you have cited and... Yaffe has cited, um, you know, for me personally, a person's sexual orientation is way down on the list of the qualifications I would look at for a president of the United States. But looking at the country as a whole, I don't think America is ready for that. What do you think, Jim? Good morning and welcome to the show from Daytona Beach, Jim. Yeah, so, Bud, I'm a Christian and I think what you're saying is generally correct, but I think you're missing one of the larger problems with Mayor Pete and Christians. which is that Mayor Pete has sort of, you know, in Ghostbusters where they say don't cross the streams, it could be bad. Uh, He's crossed an issue which is a big problem, which is I'm gay, but I'm also a man of faith and a Christian. Um, And we have a huge problem with that. It would be like claiming to be a vegetarian that eats meat. We just have a problem with the idea that if you want to be gay, want to be homosexual, that's fine, but that is not in line with biblical teaching and this whole idea that I can be a Christian, I'm a man of faith, and I'm gay, and I have a gay partner, and, and all, of, all of that lines up. I think that is an issue that is a problem for Christians, the idea that our faith is yeah. going to be watered down, and this is going to be personified in the President of the United States, saying that I'm gay. I'm also a good Christian. Right. That's but, a problem. I got to I got to get Alan in here on this one. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Does your Christian belief um, allow for a president to perhaps be an adulterer, to <laughs> cheat on their wife? And I'm not naming anyone in particular, but all of them. If that were to come up, uh, is okay. that a problem for you're, you? You're you're 100 percent right. But but we don't have a president. We've never had a president that I know of that has said, I'm actively an, an adulterer, and I'm, an, I'm a Christian, and this is okay. Any, any adultery has been denied, and then, I'm sorry for it, I'm not going to do it again. Right. Of course, we've got uh, you know Trump, and Trump has been an adulterer, but he's presently not an adulterer, promoting that adultery is just another All lifestyle right. choice. Got to let you go, Jim. Thank you very much for the point you made, and I, I think you raised a good question for him and for others uh, to ponder while we go to the text line, Ilyafi, what do we see? 
Oh, yeah. One person agrees with Melissa, says she hit the nail on the head. Another person, though, said don't forget that it's a sin in Judaism and Islam as well. A lot of people are talking what they think personally, if they would want a gay president or or not. But that wasn't really your question. No, I wanted to avoid that. Yeah. Can he get the nomination for the yeah. Democrats? Can he win the general? Yeah, some people are saying it shouldn't matter his sexual preference, but that's not the question. The question is, could he win? Right. But see what happens when sex gets in the equation. People get weird. They're thinking there's going to be rainbow fly- banners flying off the Washington Monument and half-naked pride parades on the South Lawn. And It's not about that. It's about politics, my friends. I'm telling you right now, the Democrats won't say anything because they don't want to be critical of a minority, but Pete Buttigieg continuing to succeed in the polls is absolutely a nightmare for the Democrats' hopes of ultimately wresting the presidency from Donald Trump because he will be ineligible for millions and millions of votes. And elections are close these days. He would be a disaster no matter how he's faring in racking up delegates right now, perhaps, and throughout the nominating process uh, in the Democrat primary season to come. Anyway, bottom of the hour, news time. Alan, it's all yours. E-Verify gets the governor's endorsement, and Trump rallies the base in South Florida today. Those stories and others, plus elsewhere, and traffic and weather together in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It is 7.30. Bottom of the hour, we're going to turn it over to my co-host, Alan Spector, to get everybody up to date halfway through the show here. A big battle brewing for the upcoming legislative session in Tallahassee, and here's the latest on that. But Governor Ron DeSantis is lining up support in the legislature for a measure that would require businesses to use E-Verify. It gives employers a way to verify that the people that they're hire are actually eligible for employment. DeSantis told a crowd at the Villages that he believes E-Verify will actually help raise wages for blue-collar workers because undocumented aliens will be kept out of the labor market. The issue will be debated when the legislature convenes in January. And there are powerful forces lining up against it in the hospitality industry, tourism, agriculture, etc., mm-hmm. as we have discussed on the show. So it's coming, and we'll cover it when it happens. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. There may be a lot more red MAGA hats in South Florida today than usual, President Trump will enter Democratic territory to hold a Keep America Great rally in Broward County tonight. It starts at 7 o'clock in sunrise at the BB&T Center, but the party begins this morning and will feature music, food, and voter registration. Democrat-led protest outside the arena at about 4.15 this afternoon, we've heard. Set your clocks. The woman who trespassed at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago Resort is only getting another week or so in prison Yujing Zhang was caught at the Palm Beach Club back in March with a malware-infected thumb drive. She was sentenced to eight months, but has already been behind bars for more than seven months. A new initiative is being launched in Florida to make sure everyone fills out next year's census. Jasmine Burney from Florida Counts Census 2020 says too many people have been overlooked in the past. Immigrants and non-English speakers um, have been swayed away from participating in the 2020 census. Um, Black males have a very low rate of participating, but people with disability and special needs. Seven philanthropic and nonprofit organizations are looking to raise $2 million to, to support their initiative for a complete count. 
The census gets underway in April. An unusual sight at an Orange County Wildlife Center is drawing attention. A black bear cub was first seen up a tree Saturday at the CARE Foundation in Apopka, and at last report it was still there. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission says it appears the bear is afraid to come down because of how close the tree is to a tiger enclosure, but they say the bear is not in danger. The FWC is leaving the bear alone, and they say it'll likely come down once it gets hungry. Yeah, he'll figure it out. The Magic remain winless on the road after a 103-88 loss at Detroit. Orlando managing just 33 points in the second half, and Magic guard Evan Fournier says they let a good first half go to waste. They made a run, and then uh, we just um, didn't respond it well. It's too bad because, you know, we had a good first half. Uh, but, yeah, definitely the second, second half was the problem tonight. Fournier scored 17 points while Terrence Ross came off the bench to lead Orlando with 19. The Magic close out their four-game road trip tomorrow in Cleveland. Elsewhere. If you're looking for work, a couple across the pond is offering about $40,000 a year to take care of their two golden retrievers full-time. How much for that? 40000 a year. Oh, Great job. And it also includes room and board in their London townhouse. The couple, it turns out, are international business people who travel frequently, and dog-sitting will not be the only required responsibility. The job also requires daily housekeeping, food shopping, running errands, and taking calls. The selected applicant will be working Monday through Friday, plus occasional weekends. That's unbelievable. I'm in. 40000 plus room and board, not bad. Woo! Here's one way to get a date. A North Carolina man has invented a dating app that features himself as the only male candidate. Aaron <laughs> Smith partnered with a software engineer friend to create Singularity. The app features a rotating slideshow of Smith's pictures for users who want to connect with him. He also managed to create a YouTube ad in order to promote the new app online. I wonder how that's going to work out. That sounds like a kind of a winning concept. Yeah, well, no competition. No. Just me. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> and finally, the Mirror Ball Trophy has a new owner. Oh! Hannah Brown is this season's winner of ABC's Dancing with the Stars. The 25-year-old Bachelorette star took home the Mirrorball Trophy on last night's season finale, along with her professional partner, Alan Burstyn. It was her Viennese waltz and freestyle dancing that clinched the victory. The runner-up was actor-comedian Kel Mitchell. Last night's show also featured performances by Pitbull with Neo, and through the magic of television, Cher was reunited with Sonny. Yeah, Cher was singing live, and up above her was a video screen uh, of an old film of her and Sonny performing The Beat Goes On, and they would intersperse his vocal with hers. Yeah, he met his uh, end in a, on a ski slope, I think. Yeah, ran into a, into a tree. Yeah, mm -hmm. and quite a number of years ago. How did that play? You had an opportunity to see the video. We're just hearing the sound here. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah, cool. A lot, yeah. of, a lot yeah. of dancers uh, in, uh, like, 60s-type garb. 
Go go boots, that t- that type of thing. Mm. How does Cher look? Is she finally starting to look her age? No, a lot of work. A lot of work, but seems to pay off. <laughs> That's by a the way, great Sonny song, by was the way. playing football on skis and hit a tree. Just suddenly, you know. That's right. He mm. was it football was on skis. Dumb. I I never knew that. I just thought he was skiing and he just got out of control and slammed into a tree. No, that would have made sense. He's playing football, mm-hmm. going downhill bizarre. on the skis. Mm-hmm. Well, well that, that was a long time ago. I don't think we need to drag Sonny through the mud once again. Oh, do we? I know it. I feel bad, you know. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. Or the snow, as the case may be. Hey, the slush. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com. And listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. I'm sorry. I have to apologize on behalf of the staff, and I contributed to it here, to make a nice clean-as-a-whistle segment of Elsewhere that you work so hard on here, you know, uh, becomes so crude and distasteful. We need to do better, <laughs> well, don't we? why should today be any different? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, we're going to make it up to everybody who was a little bit annoyed by our commentary there, and we're sorry. We got Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets, the big Christmas show in Orlando, brand new show this year, a four-pack on us if you're our sound judgment winner. And the rules require, the company says, that you not have won in 30 days. If you have, honor system, please stand aside. Let others in right now. What a great prize, and if not for you, give it away and somebody will love you, and you will make their holiday. You're going to the Trans-Siberian Orchestra Christmas Concert at the Amway Center if you're our sound judgment winner. How do you play? You get on the phone before anybody else at 407-916-5400. You grab the toll-free, still open at 866-916-5400. Sound judgment coming right up after we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in a scant two minutes on the Tuesday edition of Good Morning Orlando. Headlining breaking news internationally overnight. Hundreds injured after a deadly earthquake struck Albania. Latest casualty count, eight dead, 150 hurt. The U.S. Geological Survey says the 6.4 magnitude quake hit just before 4 a.m. local time near the capital of Tirana. Uh, Albania's president calls the situation near the epicenter very dramatic. More to come on the Albania earthquake. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1. Still on FM 93.1. News Radio WFLA Orlando. And still on AM 540. Oh, you know the sound of this at Trans-Siberian Orchestra. You're going to be able to catch it live if you're a sound judgment winner. Let's talk about the prize, Melissa. Oh, it's an awesome prize. We've got a four-pack of tickets to Trans-Siberian Orchestra's Christmas Eve and other stories. It's at the Amway Center Saturday, December 14th. We also have an online contest going, too. Go to WFLAOrlando.com slash contest, and you may be able to win a pair of tickets as well. But I'd go for the four-pack right now and just use your sound judgment. Here comes the question. Even though Thanksgiving hasn't arrived, the White House Christmas tree has arrived, and it's the focus of today's sound judgment game. Now, the tree was greeted by President and Mrs. Trump 
yesterday as it rolled up to the front entrance of the White House on a horse-drawn carriage, accompanied by Christmas music, and if you listen closely here, the sound of horses' hooves. Listen to the sound of this great annual tradition being renewed, and then use your sound judgment to tell me this. According to the White House Historical Society, which president was the very first to place a Christmas tree inside the White House in 1889? Beautiful sight there. The first president to put a president, to put a president, to put a, yes, a president in the White House. <laughs> No, to put a tree, Christmas tree in the White House was in 1889. Line one, who was that president? Um, Benjamin Franklin. Um, Benjamin was never president. <laughs> All right, thank you for trying. 407-916-5400. Line two, you're up. Who was that president? Thomas Jefferson. No, no, no. It's 1889. Okay, not like. 1805. Uh, here we go. A line three. Name the president. Uh, William Taft. No, it's earlier than that. It's 1889. Got to know that presidential history. Here's line four. You're up. Yeah, William McKinley. No, no. Ah. It's a little bit before him. Toll free. Name the president who put the first tree in the White House in 1889. Is it Grover Cleveland? No, but you're real close, okay? Let's try line one again. Go ahead, line one. Benjamin Harrison. Yeah, we got a winner. All right. You're going to Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Congratulations. You excited? You. you excited? Of course. That's a, a wonderful uh, prize. It is a wonderful prize. Great to have you with us on the show. What's your first name? We'll write you a note. Joseph. Joseph, from what town? Orlando. Thank you for listening to Good Morning Orlando. Happy Thanksgiving and a Merry Christmas to you, Joseph. Same as well. Aha, don't go away. Put you off air. Work it out with Melissa. Done deal. Haven't and thought about Benjamin Harrison in a long time. No, he doesn't get a lot of press, no. but he was, uh, he was the uh Was he in between Cleveland's two terms or after? Uh, I, think, I think he may be the guy in between, yeah. I think he's the, he's the tweener. Huh. Well, let's double check that. He's like the cream in the Grover Cleveland Oreo yeah, I'm sandwich. I'm supposed to notice. I'm giving people a hard time for blowing their uh, their history. Let, let's get a confirmation on that. I think you're right. <laughs> Headlines right now. We'll be talking about this next hour. Former Navy Secretary Richard Spencer says he was fired before he could resign over the controversy involving Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. Defense Secretary Mark Esper saying he fired Spencer for going around Esper to arrange and try to engage in back-channel talks with the White House. Spencer's talks with the White House were apparently an effort to allow Gallagher to retire as a SEAL if President Trump agreed to stay out of it, which, as we'll discuss next hour, he did not. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Stay ahead of the storm with Operation Stormwatch on News Radio WFLA Orlando. WFLF Pine Hills, Orlando, WMGF HD3 Mount Dora, Orlando, W226BT Orlando, and W231CT Orlando. 
News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeart Radio station. Good morning, Orlando. Delighted to have you with us here off the top of our 8 o'clock hour on a Tuesday morning as we update Central Florida's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio WFLA Orlando, now on FM 94.1, FM 93.1, and still on AM 540. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Alan Spector. Our top story this hour the fate of a missing girl confirmed. More in one minute. And we got a fully loaded Trump train that will arrive at the station minutes from now. Be on it here on Good Morning Orlando. 804 on News Radio WFLA Orlando. Authorities are confirming that a child's body found in Alabama earlier this month are the remains of a missing girl from Jacksonville. T.K. Waters, chief of investigations at the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office, broke the news. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement has canceled the Amber Alert. Detectives say remains found near Demopolis, Alabama, belong to five-year-old Taylor Williams. The cause of death not released. The child's mother, Brianna Williams, is accused of child neglect and lying to investigators, but has not been charged in her death. Gordon Bird, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Heartbreaking story. I guess we all kind of knew it was Mm -hmm. coming, and now it's confirmed. Two bodies found in New York are those of a Central Florida couple whose child was left on a porch. Nicole Merced Plowd and Miguel Valentin Cologne were recently identified as the couple found dead in a van that caught fire over two months ago, and a search is underway for a third person who was with them on a road trip to Buffalo. Their three-year-old son was found on the porch of a nearby home. The boy is back in central Florida with his grandparents. Awful story as well. Glad to know the little one made it and he's doing well. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A UCF fraternity is being punished for what one student calls rigorous hazing. The school recently placed Kappa Sigma on interim suspension after a complaint was filed last week. In that complaint, the frats accused of forcing pledges to smoke pot and drink entire bottles of alcohol. A hearing is set for next week. When are these frats going to figure it out, Alan? This stuff's been going on forever. They're cracking down and they're still doing it. Yeah. Agents from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement say they've broken up a ring that was using fake barcode stickers to buy expensive products for pennies on the dollar. The FDLE's Lee Massey says they would sell the stolen merchandise on eBay just below retail value. Agents believe that these suspects committed more than 150 thefts valued at more than $300,000, with 90 of those incidents occurring in the state of Florida, robbing local businesses of more than $150,000 of merchandise. Usman Ali of Pembroke Pines has been identified as the ringleader, and two accomplices from Orlando are also under arrest. Agents say they're still looking for two more accomplices. Holiday travel is going to be a mess for millions of Americans this week. Snow that's already falling is expected to dump up to a foot from Colorado to Michigan tonight before pushing into the east tomorrow. That blowing snow will create dangerous conditions, including slick roads and low visibility. In the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens soar to a seventh straight victory with ease. Lamar Jackson pads his MVP resume in a Monday night mauling. Can he turn the corner and get in? Yes! We got a Jackson 5! Call courtesy of ESPN. Jackson finds Willie Sneed for his fifth touchdown pass of the night, connecting with Sneed twice for a score as the Baltimore Ravens romp the Los Angeles Rams 45-6. Jackson making history the first ever quarterback to throw five touchdown passes in their Monday night football debut as the Ravens win their seventh straight game to go to 9-2 and two on the season while the Rams slip down to 6-5. and five. Matt Napolitano, Fox News. As you pointed out earlier, great call by the announcer. We have a 
Jackson 5. A Jackson 5. Five touchdown passes by Lamar Jackson. Amazing. Appears headed to be the NFL's MVP this year. Yeah, Bill, Russell you, Wilson could get a shot at that as well. He's been pretty awesome for the Seahawks. There's still a few he? weeks left in the season. We'll see what happens. Yep. WFLA News time is 8.08. Doctors find more than 700 tapeworms in the brain of a man who ate undercooked pork. Oh. Good morning. Mm. That story's online at WFLAOrlando.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. I got a headache. At WFLA Orlando. <laughs> you know some of those tapeworms can grow to be 26 feet? Oh, mm. Stop it. They're good with gravy. <laughs> the third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News Radio WFLA Orlando is available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. News Radio WFLA Orlando, an iHeartRadio station. My irrepressible co-host, Alan Spector. Do you want to hear more? No, you creeping me out, man. Stop it. I know more. (laughs) Yaffe in the control room is our executive producer. Melissa, a.k.a. The Fox, will be taking your calls uh, right off the top on a fully loaded Trump train segment here that you'll want to be a part of. I'm going to bat for the president in his role as commander-in-chief, and and he has taken up for this embattled Navy SEAL, Eddie Gallagher. I am with the president, but this is a controversial thing he did, and a lot of folks in the military are mad about it. Uh, We'll talk about it here in just a moment. If you want to weigh in early, 407-916-5400 on this Trump-Gallagher military controversy, 407-916-5400. And you can text us where we welcome your first name in town if you'd like at 23680. And we'll update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic and any news concerning tapeworms in just two minutes on Good Morning Orlando. It's 8.09. Headlining a story that is part of this situation with President Trump and SEAL Eddie Gallagher. Former Navy Secretary Richard Spencer says he was fired before he could resign over the controversy involving Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. Defense Secretary Mark Esper said he fired Spencer for going around Esper to engage in back-channel talks with the White House. Spencer's talks with the White House were apparently an effort of some kind to allow Gallagher to retire as a SEAL if Trump agreed to stay out of it, which, as we know and will discuss, he has not. Updates at least every 10 minutes in our top stories throughout the morning are promised to you on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, 107.7 HD3, AM 540, and the iHeartRadio app. This is News Radio WFLA Orlando. Trump train coming, it's coming round the bend, rolling over Democrats time and time again, and when they holler how they hate him, screaming Trump's the worst. He just fires up the Trump train and puts America first. Now on this uh, deal that everybody is screaming about in the military and among the Democrats in the ATM machine, a.k.a. the anti-Trump media machine, um, Eddie Gallagher, a decorated Navy SEAL, um, he was acquitted of murder in the stabbing death of an ISIS fighter that he had captured. But then they convicted him, a military jury did, of misconduct for posing with a corpse 
All of this while he was in Iraq in 2017. And they were initiating a disciplinary review that could have stripped him of his SEALs status, uh, lowered his rank, disgraced him essentially. They would have taken away his Navy SEAL trident, and President Trump intervened. And here is what the president and commander-in-chief said yesterday. I wanted to take his pin away, and I said, no, you're not going to take it away. He was a great fighter. He was the, uh, one of the ultimate fighters. We're going to protect our war fighters. Somebody has their back, and it's called the president of the U.S., okay? So military leadership is screaming that, oh, this interferes with the military justice and... Uh, uh, you know, and, 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 and we, just, we just can't have that. It interferes with the principle of good order and discipline in the military. We train these people to kill radical Islamic terrorists, and these Navy SEALs do it with extraordinary efficiency at the highest level. They are incredibly courageous, and they put them in the absolute most dangerous and deadly situations. And then... After he kills an ISIS fighter who would have killed him in a heartbeat, and goodness knows how many of our troops or civilians in the area, for posing with the corpse in the theater of war, somehow this is wrong and he should be disgraced and essentially, um, you know, stripped of his uh, Navy SEAL status. I was glad to see the commander in chief here um, step in. I don't know that any other one would have. Some military leaders are screaming about this. The Trump haters are all screaming about this. But listen, what part of he is not only the president, but he is the commander-in-chief, do they not understand, Yaffe? You know, I think it's a political winner for Trump, too. I think a lot of his supporters, obviously. But a lot of the American people feel like uh, we're too hard on the troops sometimes. And... Um, they, they like what Trump's doing in supporting the troops. Well, these rules of engagement, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, um, may, maybe they're just fine when they're conceived in some kind of an ivory tower. Uh, okay. But in the reality of war against a fanatically committed radical Islamic terrorist organization like I ISIS, and the guy takes a picture with a corpse of an enemy he had killed, somehow... Somehow this guy is supposed to be ridden out of the seals, for God's sakes, and having his rank lowered and losing his, his, his Navy SEAL trident. I thought it was great that the commander-in-chief stepped in right now. But I'm not sure everybody would agree with that. I'd love to hear, particularly for those of you who have been in the armed services or are currently serving, but I want to hear from everybody on this. Are you backing the president here or... Do you think he has done the wrong thing? 407-916-5400 is the number. And our toll-free number is available to you. First name in town, always welcome at 23680. Standard message and data rates apply. Let's talk about it, shall we? Because I'm telling you, I'm fired up about this. It's making me crazy how many people are just blasting the president for what he's done for Eddie Gallagher. The Navy SEAL, 
Well, let's have a headline right now while we're talking about ISIS and uh, Gallagher's story. A South Florida man is being charged with trying to get ISIS to attack his former schools. Federal prosecutors say Salman Rashid worked to get members of ISIS to carry out a terrorist attack on his behalf. He allegedly asked that explosives be used against a Miami-Dade college dean and a dean at Broward College. But they got him. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories on Good Morning Orlando. Radio is the easy-to-use app for music and radio. Download the free iHeartRadio app today. President's the commander-in-chief. He said, no, we're not, gonna, we're not going to do that to Navy SEAL Eddie Gallagher. There's going to be no misconduct review. He's going to retire, which he's about to now, as a uh, Navy SEAL in good standing with his trident and his and his uh, rank intact. And uh, I think it was the right thing to do. And uh, the president has taken a lot of incoming on this, but we're behind him. What about you, Melissa? I think as, it was wrong. As, <laughs> as yes. a service veteran. Yes, as former military army, uh, military police. Thank you. Hoorah. Uh, this sacrifice is good order and discipline in the military, my friends, for the benefit of Trump's reputation. You know I like the guy. But uh, this whole impeachment inquiry is going on. Here's Trump out there trying to figure things out and make it look good. It's going to have bad circumstances and consequences down the line. I don't know why you don't see that. People are going to start imagining that they can get away with crimes while they're in uniform. His orders and public comments basically made it acceptable to subject Muslim people to a lower legal standard. Oh, what are you getting off with this? He took a picture with an ISIS fighter that he killed I mean, it's not like he went out and, and was massacring, you know, civilians all over it's the place. still Were against you, the Geneva contract. You served in this in the military. When you're Article out there, would you, would you want to be hauled in front of a military? Uh, Proposing pictures with dead people that I've killed? I mean, we've had this. There are circumstances. This I, has happened before. Wow. It okay. is not good sportsmanship. It's not the military way at all. All right. I'm just saying. I mean, hey. you're asking me in my opinion. Well, I am. What do we get out of this, huh? At Trump's intervention. As you said, Gallagher, now a convicted war criminal, is going to retire as a oh. Navy SEAL in one Wait month. a minute. Wait a minute. He's not a convicted war criminal. He, he was acquitted of murder. They, 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 they put him up for this review here after they got convicted for taking the picture of an ISIS, dead ISIS fighter. Mm-hmm. That he, he was convicted of that, yes. Uh, we lost criminal? the Secretary of the Navy due to the intervention. Holy The Navy smoke. SEALs now have the perception of being okay with war crimes and being criminals. And what did we gain? One guy's trident was saved. Himmler and Goebbels were war criminals, for God's sakes. Give me a break, partner. Uh, anybody? Oh, I, the text line. Oh, let's, go ahead, Alan. I was going to say, I, I, and I agree with you, Yaffe. Uh, I think... No matter how you look at this, um, and President Trump is going to get criticism, but I think overall it's a smart political move for him at the very least. It's going to play well with his base, as Yaffe said, and with a lot of Americans who support the military and and see the president as supporting the military through this move. And I think it is good for, uh, politically, as Yaffe pointed out, but I, I think in absolute terms, I think as commander-in-chief, he just would have felt in any circumstance it's the right thing to do. Texters backing Melissa? 
or backing the president. <laughs> no, someone mm. said I lost it. <laughs> Hopefully you'll find it soon, and I have every faith that you will. Okay. It's a common thing we say uh, behind the scenes. Um, uh, thumbs up. <laughs> Thank to, you, Michael. <laughs> one like. person said thumbs up to Trump. You should mention Obama grandstanding the traitor Bergdahl. Another person oh, yeah. says, Bo Bergdahl. I remember mm-hmm. trotting him out. No, Which Trump people, actually mentioned yesterday. People are upset about the picture yet, not right about what about the American soldiers they killed, stripped naked, and drug them around the streets. I guess that's a Benghazi reference. You know, that was a war crime. We were appalled at that, and they did that to us. But when the tables are turned, I guess it's okay, Bob. Hey, well, here's another veteran for you. Bruce from Sanford. President is right. I am a veteran. We'll see how the fallout proceeds in the meantime alan the governor hey what (laughs) i had i had my spiffy little setup for you okay let's get everybody up to date on the rest of the news what a smooth segue that was the governor supports e-verify and the trump trespasser is sentenced those stories and others plus traffic and weather together and elsewhere in just two minutes on good morning orlando it's 8 30 one more text from the um Last segment here. Texter says, I agree with President Trump. Melissa needs to be put on medication. I agree with that. And I agree with uh, what Governor DeSantis is promoting. And you've got that story, Ellen. I do, bud. The governor is coming out in favor of legislation that would require companies to verify the work eligibility of their employees. We get more on this from Rory O'Neill in our newsroom. Most other states are already on board with E-Verify. We're really the only state, Florida, and the entire Southeast that doesn't use E-Verify. Governor Ron DeSantis says it complements existing federal law. If you ask just the average person on the street, um, you know, should the business can should the business just have to click a button to determine whether the person applying for the job is actually eligible for employment under the law or not? I think they would say, yeah, that's a no-brainer. The governor announced his support in the villages, flanked by top legislators who will debate this measure starting in January. Rory O'Neill, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. This news brought to you by Trustco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. President Trump is holding a Keep America Great rally tonight in South Florida. The 7 p.m. event at the BB&T Center in Sunrise will come after a day of special guests, live music, and a voter registration drive. Yujing Zhang, the Chinese woman who trespassed at President Trump's Palm Beach estate, will be shipped back to her home country after spending just a few more days behind bars. Fort Lauderdale Federal Judge Roy Altman yesterday sentenced Zhang to eight months in jail for lying to Secret Service agents to gain access to Mar-a-Lago while the president and his family were staying there last March. She's only expected to spend the rest of this week behind bars due to time served, but at that time, the judge has ordered Zhang to be deported back to her native China. Prosecutors wanted her to get an 18-month term, citing the items she was carrying, including malware, on a thumb drive and a device used to detect hidden cameras in Zhang's hotel room. Joel Malkin, News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Publix will do its part to fight hunger. The Lakeland-based company announcing it will donate $2 billion worth of food over the next decade. The food will go toward various agencies that feed those in need. The Magic were held to just 33 second-half points in a 103-88 loss to the Pistons at Detroit. Terrence Ross led Orlando with 19 points off the bench. The Magic are without injured starters Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon, but head coach Steve Clifford says they can't use being shorthanded as an excuse. I don't care about that. you you got to play the right way. You know what I mean? If we play the right way and we lose, that's one thing. It's not what we did. You know, this league, you're going to pay the price. 
Orlando slipped to 0 and 7 on the road, 6 and 10 overall. Elsewhere. The Doobies are a hot ticket. We recently told you that the Doobie Brothers announced a 50th anniversary tour coming up in 2020. Now they have added 23 more dates, including an additional stop in Florida. I asked the question the last time you set a story like this up, is this going to work? And you said, oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Guess you're right. Yeah. Unfortunately, the stop in Florida is not in Orlando. The Doobies will play Jacksonville on June 12th. That's the new date. After shows in West Palm Beach on June 9th and Tampa on June 10th, this tour is the first Doobie Brothers road trip with Michael McDonald since 1996. A Florida man. Yes, finally another Florida man story. We haven't had one for a while. A Florida man is under arrest after police failed to buy his excuse for the presence of drugs in his car. Police say 37-year-old Joseph Zack was pulled over in Fort Pierce when he failed to slow down at a stop sign. Police searched the car, finding a crack pipe and a baggie of cocaine inside. During questioning, Zach told the arresting officers that the wind must have blown the bag into his vehicle. <laughs> he now faces drug paraphernalia charges. I guess it was worth a shot. And finally, a turkey named Trump will be pardoned on New York's Long Island. The historic Milleridge Inn in Jericho has held a turkey pardon every year right before Thanksgiving. This year, officials say a red-orange-headed turkey named Trump, which shares a birthday with President Trump, will live on at a turkey farm past Thanksgiving. Well, this was rigged from the beginning. The owner of the place <laughs> says Trump the turkey will be spared from getting his head chopped off and from any impeachment process because he's <laughs> loved by everyone. The pardoning ceremony takes place tomorrow. There's so many Democrats out there in, you know, on Long Island. <laughs> this is pretty risky. To pardon a Trump turkey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you he's, gotta he's on his own after this. Carve it up, you know. Find more on these stories on the Good Morning Orlando page at WFLAOrlando.com and listen to the Elsewhere podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Just look for Elsewhere. With Alan Spector. How about one more text from a military veteran of the Gulf War, Paul, out in MIMS? There are levels of military punishment. Punish Chief Gallagher. Petty, um, Chief Petty Officer Gallagher with a letter of reprimand, but nothing more. I'll tell you what, the Commander-in-Chief, I don't think, would even allow that. But thank you, Paul, for waving in and for serve, or for weighing in and serving our country. You know, I love turkey and all the trimmings and Thanksgiving. Yeah. I like the table with all the same stuff on it. Do you? You're pretty much that way? Oh, yeah. Traditionalist? i got to have my turkey, my stuffing, my cranberry, my sweet potatoes, my pumpkin pie. But I got to tell you, there's a new my poll green bean out. casserole. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> Anything else? Turnips, rutabagas, cranberry sauce. Throw sweet, it all on there. Sweet potatoes. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. There's a poll out that indicates millions of Americans their love for the traditional Thanksgiving feast is fading. We'll give you the numbers on this and see what you think in a moment. Is there something other than turkey and the trimmings that you'd like to see on the table for a change? Or do you want it just the way it's been as long as you can remember? 
We'll have a little fun with that one before we leave the air this morning. 407-916-5400. Love to hear from you. And the text line is 23680. That's next after our update on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here in two minutes on the Tuesday edition of Good Morning Orlando here on the News Radio WFLA Orlando. Headlining a little good news for the president. President Trump claiming a victory in the fight to keep his tax returns out of the hands of Congress. The U.S. Supreme Court has temporarily blocked a subpoena from the House Oversight Committee. The panel is seeking to get the financial documents from the president's accounting firm. Updates for you at least every 10 minutes in our top stories here on Good Morning Orlando. Now on FM 94.1, still on FM 93.1, News Radio WFLA Orlando, and still on AM 540. That's not a Christmas song. That's a song that was written for Thanksgiving, right, Yaffe? Exactly. That's why I'm playing it. Yeah, it's too early for Christmas. He won't let me do any of the Christmas theme sound (laughs) judgments until after Thanksgiving. Exactly right. Thank you, Michael. But it was written, you know, over the river and through the woods and all of that stuff, dashing through the snow in 1859, I think. And it was a Thanksgiving song. I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. All Americans celebrate it. There's not much, if any, commercial hype. I look forward to the smell of the turkey, the look of the turkey, the taste of the turkey. I want the cranberry sauce. I want the mashed potatoes. I can make a lake out of it just like I did when I was five years old with the gravy. I want, uh, you know, all the trimmings, the peas and all those things. But there's a poll out right now. Let's kind of talk about this a little bit, shall we, and see what you think. A survey of nearly 2,000 Americans revealing that just more than a quarter, 26%, have grown weary of the usual Thanksgiving food options. And they want to see something new in the way of cuisine on the menu this year. Some want to get rid of the turkey altogether. They want some kind of an unspecified alternative Thanksgiving. Is that you or your family? Uh, or do you want things just the way they've always been in your family when you celebrate the great American holiday and give thanks for all of God's blessings with the great feast? Or have you instituted changes? Do you want changes? Are you bored with the Thanksgiving feast. It's amazing. 26%, 45% of the surveys respondents say they've already spiced up Thanksgiving by cooking non-traditional food for the big meal here. 64% say they'd be willing to skip the turkey on Thanksgiving. Mm. 30% say they've already done that. Well, turkey, it? you know, half the time people overcook it, it becomes dry. The only saving uh, consolation is the cranberry sauce of make it's not so bland. I mean, uh, deviled eggs, I like chicken and dumplings, you know, the well, sweet potato casserole. Well, if somebody blows and cooks in the turkey, you need a new cook. Get grandma exactly. out of the kitchen, you know. <laughs> you know, I think these things kind of happen in cycles. I think we have a few years where people get sick of the traditions. And then in a few years down the line, everyone's going to be obsessed with the traditions again. Yeah, and you have to make the stuffing. I'm sorry, stovetop aside, you really do need to make dressing or stuffing from scratch. Literally stuff the poultry with the breadcrumbs and the veggies and stuff. 28% say they're just flat out bored by traditional Thanksgiving food. I feel like you can have the same foods, but Mm. just spice up the foods a little bit. Like they have different ways of cooking turkeys now, Mm. different seasonings. 
instead of buying some out of a box, make it homemade. I mean, just watch the Food Network for a day. They'll give you. Well, <laughs> now, let, me, let me ask you, is there <laughs> something you wish were on your Thanksgiving table that you never get? Macaroni and cheese. Oh, she stole mine. <laughs> is that right? Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Everything else, I usually have a, a hold on, but the macaroni and cheese, or cornbread sometimes, too. I wouldn't mind a little slice of cornbread. Is there something on your Thanksgiving table you wish you'd never see again? Collard greens. Rutabagas. <laughs> Yeah, any of that turnips. Where are you on the traditional Thanksgiving feast? An amazing number of Americans, according to this poll, are just bored, tired, sick and tired of the traditional turkey with all the trimmings. You know, I've heard people even overeat on Thanksgiving because of that comfort, that that feeling of family, the smells, the the memories, the nostalgia actually makes us eat more of these comfort foods that uh, are just, you know, that go a really long way. Yeah. You know, so I love it all. Geez, I can practically smell it now. Oh, oh man. What do you think? Uh, let's hear from you. Have a little fun with this together, shall we? 407-916-5400 on Thanksgiving food. 407-916-5400. What you like, what you don't like, whether you've gone beyond tradition or whether you want things the way they've always been. Uh, text line 23680. Headlines right now. Huge crowds expected at a big arena in Sunrise, Florida, late this afternoon and this evening for the big Trump rally. Coming up at 7 o'clock tonight. Might be 20,000 there, more outside. Democrats promising to protest at the arena at 415. We'll be talking about it tomorrow, I'm sure. Updates at least every 10 minutes in the top stories here in Good Morning Orlando. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 3 till 5 p.m., News Radio WFLA, Orlando. Not everybody's into the traditional turkey and, uh, and all the trimmings, I guess. I'm not sure what John's got in mind, but welcome in from Lake Mary, John. What's up? Hey, bud man, uh, I'm, go- I'm flying up to North Carolina to my daughter. My son's coming in from Lawton, Oklahoma, and we're ordering. Lou Malinati's deep dish pizza from Chicago and Tortillo's beef sandwiches. No turkey? No turkey. Wow. Is that brand new or, or is it the first time you've given up the bird or what? First time. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. Actually, my son-in-law and my daughter have done it before, but this is the first time for me. How about that? And uh, on the other side Sounds of it, good. thank you, John. Can uh, I come? For Thanksgiving, <laughs> Yeffy, come on. Man. Tradition, right, Brad? You're in Winter Park. Thanks for calling. There's no doubt, but I'm with you. It's all about tradition, and nothing screams louder than tradition than the food that you mentioned, that you so proudly mentioned. We're all about getting together around the table and being thankful and with family. But when you, when you put that tradition of all the foods that you just mentioned yeah. that we all love, you, that's, to me, that's the grand slam home run. Yep, and that's a happy Thanksgiving, at least it is to me and to you and I think many others. Texters checking in on all of this? Yeah, one person said prime rib with loaded baked potatoes mm. and a big pot of field peas with a ham hock. Oh, Oyster man. stuffing, <laughs> tri-fried turkey, that'll change their minds. <laughs> Yaffe, for the ride home, folks need to keep it right here on WFLA for PM Orlando. Well, it should be a tradition for you every day to listen to PM Orlando at 5 p.m. We'll update local and national breaking news. That's right. That's a tradition you want to establish. You will love it. We got the Trump rally coming up tonight, the protest this afternoon. Yeah, if we'd be all over it. 
Have a great day from all of us. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. God bless you and God bless America. Now is the time and wherever you are is the place. The Citadel makes it easier to earn your degree by offering master's degrees, graduate certificates, and undergraduate degree completion programs that are entirely online. Flexible scheduling makes these programs convenient for working professionals. Online classes are held to the same high standards that consistently name the Citadel the number one master's granting public college in the South. The Citadel. Online. On your time. Visit citadel.edu slash online.